Today's Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast is brought to you by Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. One agent looking out for all of your insurance needs, whether it be home, auto, renters, business, or life insurance, Travis does it all. You could reach him at 812-295-3129 or check him out on Facebook. They do more than just cover you at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. They care for you. Get the level of attention you deserve for all your insurance needs. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. <laughs> All right, here we go. Birdies. Urban. And basketball. We are back for episode 47. No, episode two. <laughs> we didn't get kicked off iTunes yet? Not yet. Not yet. We're still on there. Still on there. If uh, no explicit tag either. Yeah, I, I that might change. We might have to <laughs> it, it put may, that little it, e on there at some point. It might come tonight. Um, oh boy. We have uh, got uh, part two of the Stephen McNabb from North Davis interview, and uh, got a couple of little things we're gonna do. We uh, we made up our starting five of our favorite, not necessarily the best, our favorite college basketball players. Some of us made more than one list after. He got griped at today by us. Uh, yep, that might oh, be me. That's all you're bringing. Blake was. Blake was. Are you, we're live, Blake. Oh, is that all you're bringing to the table now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we um, so we decided it was going to be favorites, and Blake had somebody on his team. I think he I, hinted at it that he wasn't even born, right? I got my all. work. That's about half my team, actually. So. <laughs> my all work team, and I'm dressed up for it. Got my work boots on, my jeans, my real king shirt. I mean, I am ready. It's my all-work team. I hope you're more ready than Lee last night. Oh, God, that's hot. <laughs> I was going to say, we are. Uh, our studio is is high, perched high above the Country Oaks Golf Club where League started this week, and uh, Blake is insinuating that Chris may have not had a great night. I had a terrible night. Terrible. What happened? Did, didn't lose any golf balls. Oh, well, that's good. That's a good night. Didn't lose any golf balls. Here, here, I haven't picked up a club, and I hit every fairway and every green on par threes. You have a simulator. I know, but I haven't played it in probably three weeks or so. I've had a shoulder problem. And so last night I could get to the green or get to the fairways, middle of the fairways all night long. And I just couldn't get from that ball to the green. How far down the fairway? Oh, it was it was. It oh, okay. was, it was you weren't topping them and counting them as no, hit fairways. No, okay. no, 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 not not in the least bit. It, it was just uh, I hit balls with seven irons that went fifteen yards last night. Well, that's fancy. I mean, yeah, that I mean hitting when, when you when you hit six to eight inches behind the ball. There you go. Hit the big ball before the little ball. Yeah, right? yeah. It was you know no compression, no nothing. So uh, I don't want to talk about that no more. So. <laughs> Blake, are, are you interested in discussing your game last night? No, not really. It was yeah. about as crappy. So. Okay. Well, we had, uh, what is there, 24, 22? Yeah, 24. 24 22. teams. Yeah, on Tuesday night. So good time. The season will go from now until somewhere around New Year's, I think. <laughs> Every week. Yeah, probably better uh, weather than last night. Yeah. yeah last uh, night was terrible. Yeah, it was misting the entire time, and, and uh, that wasn't good. I was glad to get out there, though. Yeah. Yeah, sure. it was fun. For me, for me, I mean, I know you both have played a lot. That was the first time I've been on an actual golf course this year, so. 
And you and your son are playing together. No, no uh, issues that mom had to break up when you got home. No, there was no. I mean, no, no arguments, no nothing. So we ate dinner afterwards. Well, I mean, there was an argument on a couple holes before the league started. Oh, before the league started, yeah. So <laughs> I have a great playing partner. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then well, Rhino's got the guy of fifteen woods in his bag. You know, I got a good story about that. The the, the 19, no, about 2002 KFC golf scramble. We're playing and, and uh, Bill Raymond, God bless him, a uh, guy from that was from this area and lived up in Chicago. And he was on our scramble team. And, and we're, if you know, number seven at Country Oaks, it, it's a long par four. You have to hit up over these tall trees on the right side. And we were right behind these trees at about 130-ish yards out. And my league partner Twitch gets up there, and uh, and you got a, Bill Raymond's not really a golfer. I think that was about the only time he played, but just a hilarious guy had a real raspy voice. And so we're not very far out, 130, and Twitch hits a ball up, just majestic up over these trees, right onto the green, fairly tight, and had a good birdie putt, and everybody's celebrating. And Twitch, he, you know, he I haven't hit one all day, and and Bill said, Twitch, what was that club you hit there? He said that was my 13 wood. <laughs> Bill said, I didn't even know there was a 13 wood. <laughs> so it was a great, great memory from a great guy. But um, yeah, no, uh, Twitch doesn't have a lot of irons in his bag. <laughs> so anything else going on? Um, lots of, uh, lots of nothing still sports wise. We're, I think closer. we're getting closer. Yeah. We have a, a golf event coming. We do? Yes, that, that uh, foursome. Rory oh, I heard DJ about it. Yeah. Rory, Rory and DJ versus Ricky and Wolf. Yeah, I, I, I know that name. I'm at, not familiar at, with at, Ricky's partner. Um, Matthew Wolf. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the name. I don't know. Really. Um, at Seminole Country Club in, in Florida. Okay, no, that's next week? Uh, two weeks, 17. I think. Two weeks, I believe. So 17. Some, hopefully, it'll be on Bet Now or, or on Bet Rivers. Something, as, yeah, as I'm sure. As long as they're still Russian ping pong. Yeah, tell us about that. How did you do this week on so, the Russian no, ping pong? I do want to say, first of all, that um, I'm glad that I decided to take a little more money out of my account because talking about just be ready, I'm telling you, because talking about it on this podcast sent my my winning streak down the tubes. Oh, now, you know, again, I took a lot of my money out, so you know, it wasn't terrible loss, but I'm not on the hot streak that I was at one time. See, I have a strategy. See, yours was by the names. I'm kind of following that. But I think the longer the name, the better the player is. There you go. I tried that one weekend and it didn't work. Oh well. <laughs> oh, well. And, you know, I, I don't even know if these games are happening. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it may be just be two guys sitting in a room like this just saying, ah, who won that game, you know? I don't know. But it was fun while, you know, while I was hot, it was a lot of fun. Somebody sent me one. That he lost, and he was minus 1667 odds. I mean, that's usually like an automatic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so so you you've done well this week though. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it's the late, early. What's the latest on baseball? I know uh, they're I kicking something. around a few things. I've heard maybe spring training beginning the mid June, and then I've actually seen where they're talking about now still letting them play in their home stadiums around the fourth. Yeah. No fans, but. Man. But are they going to the three divisions? I I've have, seen that kicked around. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope not. The, the Pirates will be happy. They're out away from us. And That's the, why I won't be happy. Yeah, we get, we get the Braves instead. Yeah, I know. 
So yeah, the if the pirates can find something to be happy about, then I'm sure I'm well, sure our club. Well, I don't know. I don't know if they'll be happy because or they put with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, yeah, it so. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really. Doesn't Sorry, matter. Trey. Yeah. I think in the NFL schedules coming out Thursday, so. Let's just hope we don't backslide, you know, on this whole thing. I mean, yeah. and, and we're, listen, we are lucky in the state of Indiana, Southern Illinois. Um, we just, we, you know, we haven't been hit like they have other places. And let's just hope that, that we don't backslide and, and uh, we can get out of this mess because Indiana has a plan. I mean, we're, by July 4th, we're back to normal. I think so, they're gonna have the Indy 500 and Brickyard like right after the yeah. fourth. So we were, my brother and I were talking the other day, and you know we talked on the last podcast. If if we don't backslide and we get out of this mess, the fall sports wise, we may have to we may have to go to more shows. We're gonna have plenty to talk about. It's gonna be incredible with golf majors and the Kentucky Derby and 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 Race just. Up. Baseball and football will be starting, you know, soon after that. Still might be finishing up. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That that September, October, November time frame is going to be just unreal. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the NBA, I I don't see how they're going to. But if they did somehow finish the season, play Disney. I always say the NBA should start on that on Christmas Day. That's when the NBA, you know, they have their marquee games, and it's sort of the unofficial, official, really starting. So they're talking about pushing it back to that. That's what I'm wondering. That might be. It might be a good reset. Um, Golf-wise, though, we do have a fun event coming up for the high school kids that missed um, missed their entire season. Um, right. A couple of little mini tours coming up, but the IGA is running a high school team tournament. Um, I think it's eight sites around the state. Yes. Um, then the top 18 teams will go to Purdue um, two days later after the qualifier. Um and uh, then have sort of a two-day state tournament. So and one of our qualifiers is here is locally here. at Country yep. Oaks. Country Oaks Golf Club. So uh, that's a, actually our southernmost qualifier. Yeah, I I expect there to be a lot of teams. I mean, you know, obviously I think Castle's going to be here. North, I'm guessing Evansville North's going to be here. Um, you know, we're going to have a team. Um, so I don't know. It'd be interesting, and, and it's it's make your own team. I mean, so there there could be some powerhouses coming out of that Indianapolis area and Evansville area, right? Really, well, I mean, they, they're they're one you know high school teams to get in, but I mean, a lot of these kids are moving on. I mean, well, yeah, and, and the good thing is the smaller schools, you know, the Bar Reeves of the world, um, it, being able to team up with maybe some other schools gives them an opportunity to participate. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams. I, I, I've talked to a couple of coaches in this area that said, honestly, I don't know if I've got any kids playing golf, right. you know? So the ability to be able to make your own team is, is, uh, I, I think was a good decision. Um, I know there's probably going to be some people that don't like it, but you know, bring your best. It's, yep, it's exactly. three days of golf. Let's get after it and, and see what happens. Uh, IGA is also doing a, a senior open. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you Over said in Franklin, Indiana. Uh, they're taking, 120 seniors. When is that? Uh, it's it's in June. First of June. Yeah, it's in first of June. Uh, taking 120 seniors, and it's actually a free event, and oh, so nice. it's it's they're 120, and then taking the top 40 for the next day. So it's a free event in uh, the Legends Club at in Franklin. So I I thought that was nice. Yeah, that is really. I mean, nice. trying to make something of these you know these kids, especially these senior golfers that yeah. have lost out on this season. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Really good. And I never will uh, think of the Legends Course without 
thinking of the not too long ago I showed Sam and, and Olivia my the uh, YouTube outtakes of the Bob Knight show that they used to film there every day. And if you haven't watched that, just Google Bob Knight golf show outtakes and you'll laugh your ass I've, off for it. I've watched a few. Those are, <laughs> those are hilarious. Yes. So, well, I tell you what, let's take a, a small break here and um, then we will go to uh, our favorite basketball players. Sounds good. This is where it could get ugly. All right. All right, we are back. We're going to name our favorite star, the starting five of our favorite uh, college basketball players. We thought we'd do a, maybe a Mount Rushmore on every on every show, and and we decided instead of doing a, a foursome on this one, we'll do a, we'll do a starting five. So we'll get ready for our starting five here with our official. That not the greatest intro music. <laughs> it's, it still gives me chills yes. when I hear that. It's awesome. Um, incredible. I heard it the other night, and I had to. It was on the the Jordan. Yeah. Documentary. Yeah. I had to go on YouTube and watch the uh-huh. intro because yeah. I'm like you. It just that's the greatest intro. And ever. whether it's Bill Cartwright or Luke Longley or whoever the the man in the <laughs> middle. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, Blake. Let us start with the baby of the group. The baby of the group, by the way, that's playing the senior tees in golf league, but we won't discuss that. We're off golf. I'm not going to bring that up now. Um, make my dad feel good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's go. Who is your who's your guard? We'll just go one at a time. We'll go around the table. Who's your first guard on your starting five? Well, he's my favorite player ever. So MJ, just the goat. He's got to be on my nothing more. Nothing more said. There's nothing else that needs to be said. He's the goat. All right. I question. I question the first pick. I do too. Did you see him play? In the NBA, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a college. He had a pretty <laughs> big shot. If I do remember right, he hit a pretty big shot. I guess one of my players. Patrick Ewing. I don't want. Oh, I don't want to give. I don't want to give this up. My favorite player is Bob Cousy. That played college basketball in 1940. <laughs> okay, let's uh, go. I still think this should have been people that you saw play I, in that, college. That's, that's what I'm. That's doing. what I did. Yep. All right, all right, Chris. Well, who's your first guard? Well, I, I'm, I, I really don't want to go for a guard because I'm, I'm holding on to these. Two. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we so, just go your first player. So you've already said he hit a shot against my player. Final four three times. Number one seed for three years. College Basketball Hall of Fame member, as well as a Basketball Hall of Fame member. Played on two Olympic teams. Patrick Ewing. He was a beast in college. Absolutely. Yes. He was an absolute beast. He's my, he's on, he's my first pick on my all-work team. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I actually watched that game the other day. Georgetown versus North Carolina. And they had, they had a chance. Except, uh, what's his name? Threw it to Worthy. It's so amazing watching it's Eric Sleepy Floyd. Is that who it was? Yep. Yeah, he threw it. I remember watching that. I back. think. Yeah. The, uh, I could be wrong on that. The games back then, how they just packed it in. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Ewing. Ewing is my my big guy in the middle. That's that's who I'm. Well, I will go ahead and give my big guy in the middle because it happens to be the very same, Mister nice. Patrick, Mister Patrick Ewing. Um. I think it was genius the year uh, 
when they were in the in the uh, championship game and and Thompson had him block every single shot that and and you know I I remember watching that and thinking what the hell is he doing and then ah oh, they're doing this on purpose came, now came out years later though that yes it was on purpose yeah, yeah. I mean it was to send a signal yeah don't come in here yes and and yeah it worked so so I'll go ahead and I'm going Patrick Hughes. I honestly thought I would be the only guy that took Patrick Hughes. Oh. But I was wrong. All right, Blake, player number two is <laughs> my, my other. So I'll go with the big Pete guy. Pete Maravich. <laughs> He's on my best list. Uh, so my big guy will be Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq Fu. I mean, obviously he was not the beast that he was in the NBA, but he was pretty darn unstoppable. I mean, bringing down backboards, and I mean, I still wouldn't mess with him. In college, he wasn't he wasn't a little guy, right? No, massive, massive human being. No, did he ever go? He never went Final Four or anything, did he? Nothing. No. How many, how many seasons he played? Two. 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 Yeah. yeah. I, I, I talked about it on the last podcast. We yeah. got to see him out in Boise, and and uh, was that that may have been his freshman year, but yeah, I've just yeah. always like his style, and just I'm gonna basically slam it down your throat. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, and and then go out and break dance in the middle of the court. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Chris, who's your number two? This guy brought baggy uniforms. Oh boy, here we go. With black socks, going up north, and black shoes, going up north. And he was the outspoken member of that group of the Fab Five. We're gonna go Jalen Rose. All right, I like that. I, I didn't like it at the time quite so much, yes. but. Uh, but I got to An, another worker, another worker bee. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so and had, you know what? Had a really nice little NBA career. Went to two Final Fours. I mean, as in as in a college career. Yeah. So, you know, that's awesome. Uh, my next player is the first left-handed player that Bob Knight ever recruited, and that is Mr. Calbert Cheney. Good. And I finally got on the right page here. Um, but uh, no, I loved Calvert and and what he did. He, you know, the big thing they won. Let's see, two Big Ten crowns, hundred and five games won during Cheney's four years at Indiana. Um, just uh, if they needed a shot, that's where it went. You know, Evansville and, North, right? Uh, Harrison. 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 Yeah. Harrison. Yeah. So I stumbled through that, but oh well. All right, Blake, who's uh, who's your ne- who's your next guy? So my favorite Hoosier that I've seen play is uh, AJ Guyton. Oh, that's a good pick. He was fun to watch. I feel like he's one of the most underrated Hoosiers. Like he's not really talked about, but I mean, he, I think he's top ten maybe in points. I think he's all time three point leader. He, he was really on the last of the night teams too. So yeah, I, I always loved him growing up. Yeah, like yeah. he averaged. He was, 16 to 20 points a game. Really, really fun to watch. Yeah. It's kind of shocked you didn't put a John Wooden in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about it. Maybe he's the coach. <laughs> All right, Chris, who's next on your list? Uh, two national titles, four-year starter. Has his number retired at his college. Has a 30-30 documentary on him. Allen Iverson? Dennis Rodman. Christian Leitner. Oh! <laughs> Christian Leitner. Yes. 
And there goes the Kentucky fans on the broadcast. Another worker. I'm just. He did have a heck of a college career. Heck of a college career. But yeah, him on that dream team does not. You know, it's funny too. Only only college player to play. Yeah, and watching the documentary and you see them all. He. He even he felt out of place. Oh, yeah. if, if if you watch, you know when they're getting their photos taken or whatever, you right. can just tell he just did. He I think he even probably felt like, what in the world am I doing here? Yeah, you yeah. Know? The Sunday there on the Jordan rules, they had that big scrimmage between them, and there's like, yeah, you take the college. Yeah. we don't we don't want him. Yeah, yeah, uh, heck of a college player. Just yeah. kind of really did. Yep, much it, the next level. And I'm not the ducator that a lot of people, especially around here, are. Um, uh, I liked him, and and what? Listen, you rewind that shot against Kentucky, and I, you know, uh, I can't stand Kentucky. What was John Pelfrey doing on that play? He, you watch him. He throws his hands up like he just got done right. cooking his dish on yep. chopped, and backs up and. <laughs> Great analogy. Crying out loud. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with a really obvious one here, and I was old enough to watch him play. Um, one of my big highlights um, was when he came and played the Vincent Elks in a tournament that my dad was playing, so I got to meet him when I was a wee lad. I remember going over to watch them play in the regional final, I believe, in the NCAA tournament, a big deal. We went to Mr. Gaddy's and Vincent's and watched this on a big screen TV, first big screen TV I'd ever seen. And uh, that is uh, Mr. Larry Bird of the Indiana State Sycamores. So he watched it, yeah. Yep. Oh, he's online too, so. Oh, God. I am an ISU alum. He has to be one of my favorites. I had him, but I dropped him for Jalen Rose. Oh, yeah, that's a great trade. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Jalen had two NCAA Final Fours. Jalen also played for a Big Ten team. What's that got? Well, and don't get me wrong, Larry. Larry did. I mean, he, what were they? Thirty-three and zero. Yeah. I mean, can you name anybody else on that team? Yes. Can you? Yeah. Steve Reed, Brad Miley. What were? I mean, I I don't know. I didn't follow Alex. it. So what? One, uh, help me. Oh gosh. I wish so I was it all Larry? Well, for the most part. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. I had to be. Well, dang it! I sh- I should be he able had to say a- this. One other like side, yeah, I can't remember. Um, but I just remember when they they came on the Captain Jack show on Channel Ten out of Terre Haute, and Captain Jack, you know, it was a kids show, and he said, "This man needs no introduction." Da 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 da, and he walks out, and they put in the microphone in front of Larry. He said, "Hi, I'm Brad Miley." <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, Carl, Carl Nix. There you go, Carl yep. Nix. I was thinking Alex, but yep, Carl Nix. That's right. Yep. And then I'm. Sure, we could think of the. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, I was trying to think of this one. He is the one that saved the winning streak, and I believe at New Mexico State hit that half court shot. Bobby Heaton was the fifth guy. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was at New Mexico State. He hit that that half court shot to keep the winning streak going. Man, some of the stories I heard while I was on campus of him. Oh yeah, <laughs> he liked his alcohol a little bit. I think. <laughs> But they, he actually played on the baseball team as well. Yeah, I saw. You can find pictures of him playing there. Played yeah. a lot of softball around Vincent's area and, and uh, in this area. I so. actually played against Eddie Bird. Oh, really? Eddie Bird is still the tallest shortstop I've ever seen in my <laughs> life in 
played played over in Springs Valley High School one 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 time. So, but. all right. Um, so is that your next one, Larry Bird? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, since y'all have thrown an Indiana guy in there, I'm going to go with the Sporting News Player of the Year in 2013. Didn't do anything as a freshman, hardly. Came on as a sophomore, made big strides, in a, and then as a junior. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I thought, you know, I, I, when I was thinking about this, I put him on my, he was on my radar for sure. Yeah. So, I definitely, yeah, I thought about it. For what, for what, the improvement that he made, I don't know who the strength and conditioning coach, I don't, was at that time, but they should have paid him a lot more. Yeah. Because Victor came out in that sophomore and even more in that junior. Just a completely In that different. junior year. His shot got a lot yes. better. I mean, that, that he improved as a sophomore, but, man, as that junior, he just he ate it up. Yeah. Yep. Well, I kind of gave mine away earlier when I was on the wrong page and reading the wrong stats, but that's why we're not, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not on the score in Chicago. That's why. Um, anyway, he uh, got eclipsed by Calvert Chaney as the all-time leading scorer at Indiana. This young man scored 2,438 points. Um, and anybody that remembers him during the 80s when he shot those free throws and he didn't miss them very often, he went socks, shorts, three dribbles, and fire, and that is Steve Alford. I had him. I had him. I looked at him. Steve, shoot a three-pointer. Those were were fun times. I remember I was in my freshman year health class. Uh, Mike Ray was the – he wasn't anymore at the one – he used to be the head coach at my high school. Anyway, he – had him in health, and he had gone up and watched IU practice, and, and Marty Simmons and Steve Alford were freshmen together at IU, and I remember Coach Ray coming back and, and saying, Alford can't hold Simmons' jock. And I, I still remember him saying that, which I'm a Marty Simmons mark. I love Marty, but I'll never forget that. He can't hold Marty Simmons' jock. So, all right, Blake, who's rounding out your starting five of, of Fantasy League here? All right. Three-time All-American, Player of the Year in 2008, NCAA champion. Finally, somebody he watched. Any guesses? No. Psycho T, Tyler Hansborough. Oh, my God. Uh, um, Sixth member on the All-Work team. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. I'm... Dude, I, his aggression. And no, his I, I don't. I'm not going to lie. Disagree but, with that. You know, I almost feel like he's almost the Tim Tebow of college basketball. In that great, great college player. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'll, he really has the stats and accolades. Same as Leitner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just never could. I loved him when he was with the Pacers. I mean, fighting mm-hmm. the. He was fun to watch. Yeah. He, he worked hard. I mean, how many times did he get a bloody nose? And but yeah, he. Yeah, he was one of my favorites, I have to admit. Yeah, he sits on the bench. I thought that one might shock you. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't I, did, I wasn't ready for that one, but well, you told me I'm to go gonna, current. I'm not going to I'm not I'm not <laughs> mad at that. Well, yeah, finally you got somebody that although we did, I'm not going to say any names, but we did find out that Blake considers himself at 29 years old in the same age group of somebody that graduated <laughs> last year from high school. <laughs> We're talking about a a possible interview, and Blake said, "Well, we are in the same age group." And we're like, "Wait a minute, you're not remotely <laughs> aren't you, close." Are you almost thirty? 
hey, I thought that person might be in their 20s. And I'm no. still in 20s for two more weeks. Yeah, two good. more weeks. Can't wait. All is, right. that on, All right. is that on Wednesday night? Friday. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. My guy is the all-time assist leader still in NCAA. His jersey's also been retired. Went to the Final Four three times and has back-to-back national championships. Mm. No, wait, don't. Did he play out west? No. Okay, I'm wrong then. Bobby Hurley. Ah, oh, should, we should have seen that coming. Yes, the, the leader of the all-work. I think he's an inside Duke fan. Yeah. No, it's just, man, you, you, I mean, if you if you could have five Bobby Hurleys. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it, and, and to bring it into current, and I and I, and I don't mean, anything, you know, to bring it in on the current level. Yeah. I'm going to put Bryson Graber as Bobby Hurley. I like Bryson Graber. Yeah, no, I can see. On, I can on see the him. assist side. Right, yeah. And so, that, the all work. There you go. Well, by fifth, I'm going to get – you guys are going to crap on this, but that's fine because um, this is a player that I guarantee you nobody thought I was going to mention, but I saw him play probably 80% of his college games. Um, he's the top scorer in school history, 20, 2,300 points, sixth in the Missouri Valley history, uh, top steals in program history. 86.2% of his free throws at his college, fourth all-time, notched 406 assists, sixth in the record books, completely rewrote the record books where there were some pretty good players, and that is from the Evansville Purple Aces, Colt Ryan. I thought you were going to say Jake Odom. <laughs> I watched him play a lot of times. In... I, I know you hated him. Oh, my God. I can't say on, on a, I can't say what I used to call him. But, uh, but I no, think he told me one time. <laughs> it was not nice. We uh, we had we had season tickets right behind the the visitors bench um, uh, at Aces games, and, and my kids were real little, and and which was great because that that kept their attention sitting down there basically on the floor. But you will never see maybe Tyra Bus at Indiana. You've never seen a team have to focus so much on one player and that guy. And listen, the Missouri Valley is not, you know, the Big East, but it's a competitive league. They beat the living crap out of Colt Ryan every single night. And he would go in at halftime with four points. His jersey's ripped, you know. they beat, And then all of a sudden, four minutes left, and it's a close game. You look up, Colt's got 26 you know, and he was the sing- the focus of every defense. So anyway, I couldn't not put him on the list. Um, and that's why I made I stressed that this is a favorite, maybe not the all time best, but I had a lot of fun watching Colt. And then when we moved to Batesville, I actually got to know Colt pretty well. So that was kind of neat for especially my kids. But um, yeah, that's it. That's my uh, that's my starting five. Did you, you have who's the guy you marked off your list at the last second to, to that that you couldn't include? I had Bird. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just. Alford. Yeah. Who's the head coach? Just off the top of your head. Got you, Bobby. Krzyzewski. I, I got to go, Bobby. Yeah. Robert mm. Montgomery. He soiled on me. It's between him and Mike Davis. <laughs> you might as well say hey, Tom Crean. I was going to say, there. Hey, t- Mike Davis got us to the t- national championship. Well, that was a shock. We could do a whole show just on that. So I almost. Did A.J. Moye from that Mike Davis team. Remember mm. him? Oh, yeah. You know what's funny? IU always had 
you you know, maybe Cheney leaves or Guyton or and then you're like, who's gonna and there was always somebody yep. that came and, and became the man. Still you know? the best play that I've ever seen when he blocked Boozer. Yeah. Yeah. Which I that could be a whole nerves how we ever beat that Duke team. Yeah. <laughs> so uh what do you think of the Jordan series? It's amazing. <laughs> I mean I'm yeah. not getting up for I'm not getting up early on Monday mornings, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> me either. Yeah. My wife asked me, Why do you stay up? We have DVR. I'm like, no, I have to watch it that night. Gotta watch it. You yeah. know, it it um you know, there's a little bit of controversy, or not controversy, but there's a little scuttlebutt that it's Michael's production company that made the documentary. But I, it seems pretty real, pretty raw. I mean, I, maybe there maybe there's some stuff they're leaving out, but I think they've, you know, shown a pretty good picture of the way the way things were, and and if nothing else, it solidified the fact that I already knew that I cannot stand Isaiah Thomas, and that I'm glad I'm not alone on it because I don't. No, you're not alone. Oh my goodness! But I mean, in all regards, he probably should have been on that dream team instead of Leitner. If they didn't need a college guy, right? If they didn't need a college guy, yeah. So I mean, they had to pick a college guy. Yeah. I mean, they they've got to pick a college guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at least one. I'm glad. And wasn't it Isaiah they froze out at the All Star game one time? That yes. Wouldn't passing the ball or yeah, but I, I tell you this much, I guarantee you Jordan's betting on Russian ping pong. <laughs> oh, you, you see know. him and the security guards there Sunday night. I mean they're betting on flipping quarters against the wall. I talked to so a, the one guy that won, the curly hair guy. Yeah, passed away last year. I read. It, oh it really? Kinda, oh kinda, yeah yeah yeah. It was kind of you know I was like wow you know so huh. yeah they're betting twenty dollars pitching yeah, quarters. Right. So <laughs> so. You remember the part? I guess him and three other guys would play for thousands on card games. Then you got John Paxson and Will Purdue. Yeah, playing for a buck. Playing for a buck, and he came up there and they're like, "What do you you want to play with us?" Yeah, because I want to take your money. <laughs> yeah, I mean his competitiveness and his mentality, I think, just far above makes him a lot of discussion. If if he's got something going on with his liver, with the way his eyes look, who? Jordan, really? Yeah, but I read a thing last night that it sometimes in in it's a pigment thing, and they think this could possibly be the article I read because um, I just googled it because it was it's his eyes are so obvious, you know, and and uh, but there's a pigment thing that can happen in in African American men when they when they get older and and it just discolors or yellows your eyes. So, but the, he looks like he's got a liver disease. Um, there was a lot of people in that article I read was worried about his health. Actually, still can't look as different as Sammy Sosa. No, Sammy's a white guy now. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Oh, oh you've not seen it? I haven't seen it. I need Go- to Google it. Google oh. a picture of Sammy Sosa. Hold on. This will be good stuff here. His initial reaction might I be. I can't right. even describe. I mean, I can't even tell you who he looks like. Uh, Is it like Michael Jackson? White? I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Sammy Sosa. <laughs> That's not who he looks like. My brother sent me a picture a few years ago and said, Who is this? And I didn't know. That's like Michael Jackson White. Yeah. I as Blake's showing me a picture on Google. Yeah, I don't that is just wow. I, I that's You've never Ma- seen that's that. gotta does, be no. artificial, right? Does, I mean, does, Mark, does Mark McGuire know him? <laughs> hey, speaking of those two, uh they came out yesterday and said June fourteenth they're doing a thirty for thirty on that ninety eight season. Yeah. Yeah. Mark McGuire makes me puke during that, doing those stupid punches and those fake salutes and oh god. Gotta admit though. That season saved It was baseball. fun. That it was season fun. saved baseball. Yeah, well, I know, out. I know, but douchebag. Oh, oh, Mr. How much is? No, listen, Sammy was just as <laughs> douchey as McGuire was, but I don't know. 
<laughs> give us a give us a little hop. Definitely for another shot. Oh, oh god, yeah. when he would hit those balls, it was so majestic. <laughs> Not like these little dribblers over the wall for the record, like McGuire. Oh, oh off of, was it Tra- Steve Traxel? I think that ball was hit off. Uh, he hit what it if- off the handle. Sosa couldn't get it off yeah, the handle. Right. In that last weekend, the Expos throwing softballs up there to him, letting him just pound home runs. Well, we weren't in a pennant race like you guys. The fix. Well, yeah, we were playing for something. We, like I was on the team. <laughs> 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 I didn't get my check. What else? Are we done? What else we got? Anything? Blake? So here's a topic for discussion. My cousin, so he's Where's big, this going? big LeBron fan. And he is always dogging on the 60s, 70s, 80s basketball. Okay. He said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the leading NBA scorer of all time, okay. wouldn't average 10 points per oh game God, today. Stupid. Really? 10. 10. 10. Yeah, that's yeah. silly. He's He always sends us videos of, oh, look, they don't even guard him, and he's so slow. Like He had the most unblockable shot like, ever. Like there's defense in today's game? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, some of the arguments. I mean, there's going to be a whole show just to show that. I mean, I'm not saying that the players today couldn't play the kind of game you had to play in the 80s and early 90s, but they don't have to. You know, I mean, they're they're well. It's it's like quarterbacks now versus you know right. Stallback and and those guys in the 70s that are getting hit by a Mack truck from the behind six or seven times minimum a game. I well, mean, now they're playing a video game in the NFL. Right, exactly. And the documentary came out, and, and it shows that because, you know, me and my son sat there and watched it the first few nights and everything else. You know, you, you watch going up against Lambeer and yeah. Mahorn and all of them. You come down that paint. Well, the really, in all essence, the whole league was that way at that time. Right. I mean, you're you're not getting anything free. Yeah. So the question came up after last week's Jordan rules on the first take and all that the next day. Could LeBron – how would LeBron have fared facing the Pistons? He's – he hasn't had to do it. So no. I, I don't think we can say – Closest but, thing but, when but he played the Pacers. But he's physically – He's physically strong. He's physically strong enough. Yes. And I think he would grow into that type of player. I mean, he's well, he's Ricky Mayhorn with incredible skill. Yeah, you know? well – in the documentary, Jordan says, and I, I can't recall what year it was, but Jordan says that the year that he went and started doing weightlifting, physical training, remember yeah, they right. did it as a team or something. Yeah, they, yep. they, they didn't go on a break, and they said that was the breaking point when they were the best. Yep. Yep. Well, LeBron's that way. Right. LeBron's physically stronger uh, than, oh. than Jordan would ever be, oh, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you look at his at, at those workout videos that they put on – you know, you know, so, Twitter I mean, or whatever. It's unbelievable. So I will say he had a good, my cousin did have a good quote. LeBron is the more dominating player. Jordan's the better basketball player. I don't know. I, I, you know, Jordan dominated games. But I mean, 50, 60 points. That's that, that Celtic series that they showed in the but, documentary. I mean, he just completely took it over. Then he said, uh, give LeBron Jordan's body. He doesn't succeed the way he has. Give Jordan LeBron's body, and it's oh, it's no doubt. It's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting conversation. Yeah. 
Okay, let's take a break here for a second, hear from uh, our sponsor, and then we will go to the second part of the interview with the coach and broadcaster from North Davis Cougars, Mr. Stephen McNabb. We'll be right back. All right, let's go. Time to play golf. Call 812-486-3300, and the fine folks at Country Oaks Golf Club will get you a tee time. Come on out. We're right here on Route 50, right uh, between Washington and Montgomery, and we're ready for you to play. Remember, all abilities, five sets of tee boxes, so you can find the one that fits you best to enjoy the great game that uh, that we love. So come on out to Country Oaks Golf Club, Montgomery, Indiana, 812-486-3300, and we will see you at the Oaks. And you are the JV girls basketball coach as well for North Davies. Um, so give us a little bit about that. You know, what's the future looking like for the Lady Cougars? Um, obviously, I mean, so they're in a sectional with the 1A state champ and they're in conference with the 2A state champ who neither one are really losing anything. So, I mean, it's got to be a big summer, really, these next couple of years for North Davis, I would think. Yeah, you know, we're three years into this. Uh, Coach Riggins, Joey Riggins, and I have been doing this now three years, and uh, he took over as a kind of a next step in his career. And I told him I would, you know, come on board and help him get started. And uh, it's been, you know, no no secret. It's not been easy. And uh, you know, we won ten games this year. Uh, most first time we've got double digit wins in five years. And uh, but we know there's still a long way to go. I mean, obviously with Lagodi in the sectional and Linton in the conference, uh, that's a tall mountain to climb. Um, and we're not, you know, oblivious to that. And nor are our girls, you know, we're all realists and we know that. But that doesn't change the process of, of getting better and building for the future. Uh, you know, there is a, a group in the junior high that's got some potential uh, that we are uh, excited about. Um, but, you know, they have to put in the time and, we have to continue to, to kind of give them the opportunities to put in the time. And, um, you know, we really enjoy it. Uh, the success hasn't been where we want it. Um, you know, obviously uh, the wins and losses have been, they are what they are, but we enjoy the process. We enjoy coaching the girls and uh, it's something that we look forward to, uh, you know, doing together as well. Um, just get to spend a lot of time together. And, uh, you know, we, we talk on the phone every day about it. And um, even now when we're not able to do anything and, it's, uh, I think it's, it's, you know, you're going to see some strides being made. It's just going to take time as any rebuild does. Yeah. And you did leave out one part there, coach McNabb, you did get one very important victory this year. Don't, don't forget we that. Did. We did. We happened to win the, uh, lady, uh, the, uh, ladies version of the <laughs> buggy bowl. Uh, we, uh, we were able to beat bar Eve two out of our three years actually. So, we're, uh, we're, we're two and one against the Vikings, which, uh, that's why we get paid really is, uh, is to beat the Vikings. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, no, that was a great game and, and Barry's, Barry's got a, a, a good, good group of girls in there as well. Uh, volleyball and basketball. There's a lot of good athletes and they're even getting more volleyball players to come over and play basketball. Yep. So we, we know that, uh, they're getting better as well. Um, and you know, we can't stop just because Pagodi won state or, Barry's getting some of these athletes to come out. I mean, we have to keep going and keep doing what's needed to uh, close the gap. Absolutely. Yep. And I think you guys have got more wins every year. So, I mean, it's going in the right direction. Like you said, you have a good uh, junior high coming up. So, hopefully the future's yeah. getting there. That's for sure. 
Yep, that's the plan. Um, so you're also the radio broadcaster for the majority of the boys' uh, basketball team. So uh, how is it different? You know, so you JV coach for the girls. How is it different seeing it through a radio broadcaster's eyes than maybe a coach? Yeah, you know, this is the first time I've ever did radio, ever. Um, you know, I've always wanted to do it, you know, like, kind of like what you guys are doing with your podcast. I like, I love to sit and talk sports all day and, um, you get paid for it, right? That's the dream. But, you know, I was approached by, uh, uh our administration and, uh, John Mullen and asked me if I'd be interested in, in doing some, some basketball games and, I, uh, you know, being the baseball coach, coaching girls basketball, um, also being married and living in Bloomington, uh, it's a lot of time away from home. And um, so, of course, I was interested, but it's just could I logistically pull it off and found a way to do it. And um, I did one football game in the fall, and uh, that was my first game. And I never played a single down of football in my life, so it was a little bit different for me uh, calling football games. (laughs) but. yeah when you hand it off 95% of the time, it's kind of a easy game to call. And that, and it was exactly that. So, um, Elmer Graber is our play by play guy that does all the boys games and he does a fantastic job. And, um, he took me right in and we really did a nice job working together. And he, he always did a good job of, of giving me chances to speak, but you have to be quick, you know, with coaching, you can kind of, um, look out there on the floor and see, um, things and, and have a little bit of time to process it. Sorry, my fire alarm's going off. My wife's uh, cooking some dinner and <laughs> happened to uh, get the steam uh, up around the fire alarm. So that's, uh, you know, that's, hey, that's, a, that's that. A, as new broadcasters, <laughs> we're just glad it wasn't on our end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, as a coach, you can you can see things, you have time to process it, and um, you don't have that on the radio. You know, the pace of play is so fast. You have to be ready um, for when the time comes to give those X's and O's as a caller guy. And that was exactly what I tried to do. I tried to write things down and come back to it when I had a chance to speak. And um, I tried to give the coach's perspective of it from the, you know, from the booth and had a lot of fun. I mean, it was a blast. We got to go to USI and work a game on their, in their new facility, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we only got through Tuesday of sectional, which, you know, obviously, uh, that sectional draw was, uh, brutal for that one side of it. But, yeah. you know, we, we, we really had our, we really had a lot of fun this year and, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing it again next year. Uh, so yeah, I mean, looking forward, I mean, you know, obviously we have a good freshman group Really, North Davis arguably is as good as they've ever been all the way down through the grade levels right now. I mean, how how far or how much are you looking into looking forward to that basketball season next few years? Yeah, I mean, there's no secret. Those guys won SWIAC back-to-back years, and then now they won it again this year. Uh, so, you know, three-peat for the junior high SWIAC, which is which is very hard to do um, uh, when, let alone once. Uh, you know, that group is uh, – you know, you got the Wilson boys, and you got obviously all SWIAC um, player Jalen Mullen coming back for his sophomore year. When those three guys were on the court uh, at the same time, and then you mix in a couple other guys that are coming back as well, um, it was a lot of fun uh, to, to watch. Those, you know, the Wilsons are long and lanky, and uh, you know, Jay Mull is, you know, arguably, you know, going to be the next best point guard after uh, Bryson Graber probably moves, you know, moves on to hopefully the next level. Um, you know, there's it, a lot of potential there. A lot of, uh, 
hopefully a lot of wins coming our way and hopefully um you know those that class can be the start of of uh getting back to you know getting up on that ladder and cutting the nets down yeah and it's not going to get any easier next year i mean barry is going to arguably be better and same with lagodi so i mean you know they're going to be pretty young next year so it'll definitely be an interesting year i would think yeah i think it'll be uh it'll be one that'll be fun for coach downpool though i feel like and um you know just because it's uh they are going to be so young and the future, you know, is kind of, um, you know, is bright for, for those kids. And, uh, yeah, but it's no secret. Obviously the Goaty's got a lot of kids back and then Bar Eve replaces D one with, with better D one, you know, potentially and hope, I mean, who knows what his potential is going to be coming in, uh, you know, fresh and, um, with a chip on his shoulder, I'm sure. So it's going to be, uh, as always, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch in sectional 63. Absolutely. Yep. So, as you know, the uh, title of this podcast is Birdies, Bourbon, and Basketball. So, we are planning on ending every interview by asking three questions that relate to those three topics. So, okay. Um, I don't know if you're a bourbon drinker, but what is your favorite bourbon if you do have one? Um, I'm actually not a bourbon drinker at all. And uh, I told um, myself that I would actually prefer this show to be called birdies beer and basketball but you know um i I don't drink bourbon to be completely honest i i don't either and nafe said we're going to do a bourbon tasting sometime on this show and i've already told brino uh whenever that happens i will be staying at his house probably (laughs) yes you will be because it will sneak up on you (laughs) be fun to do a podcast like that though we all drink it yeah for sure i bet that'd be a number one seller yeah (laughs) Uh, so what is your favorite golf, uh, memory? It can be yourself or, you know, professional or anything like that. Um, well, I have a couple and I don't have a ton of great memories as a player cause I'm not very good at golf. Uh, I enjoy playing and it's a lot of fun and, you know, scrambling and getting out on a Saturday and, um, you know, enjoying yourself is definitely, uh, one of the best things you can do in your free time. But, um, just watching golf, honestly, uh, when I was a kid rushing home from church to see Tiger play on, you know, on Sundays, uh, it really sticks out in my mind. And he kind of got me the motivation to go out and try golf. And then obviously last year's Masters uh, is something that I'll never forget. I mean, that moment when he's walking off of the 18 green um, to his family and, and then from there walking to the clubhouse to sign his card. It's probably one of the top moments in sports history. Just the emotion that he showed um, doing that um, is something that will stick in my mind forever because, you know, Tiger's on Mount Rushmore of sports as far as I'm concerned also. Um, and uh, that was just a pretty big moment for golf. Agree. Agree. And I, they came out last week and they said they're planning on hopefully starting in June. So hopefully that's back before long as well. Uh, yeah, that would be great. And then our final question, which would probably be the hardest for most people on this show, is what is your favorite basketball memory? Favorite basketball memory? Memory, yeah. Um, well, that's no, that's an easy one for me. Um, when I was a junior at Shackamack, we were fortunate enough to make the semi-state uh, that year, um, and I was a, a starter on that team. We actually we actually beat North Davies in the regional championship game. Yes, I know. Uh, I was on that team. Thanks for bringing that one back up. 
<laughs> oh, my bad. I, I didn't realize that, Blake. Um, <laughs> What's, well, that might be worse that he didn't realize you were on the team. Well, I was the 12th man on the bench, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was riding a shirt tail again that year, so I, I'm not I, – I think I had three points that night, but uh, my buddy Jared – my buddy Jared Rimmel, who's now the head coach at Linton Girls, uh, was our best player and one of the top scorers in the state. And we were happened to to get fortunate enough, you know, to make it to semi state. And we lost to Hauser, who eventually won state that next weekend. But uh, no, running out at Southport um, when you have half the half the gym and Columbia Blue for us, and half the gym and black for Hauser, and uh, literally not a not a seat was open in the whole place and uh, I remember Queen, We Will Rock You, was on the PA. And just those that, that memory will forever be um, kind of in, you know, in my brain. And, uh, just looking around and just thinking, like, you know, what the heck, where are we? You know, this is nuts. Because that was our first regional championship in school history and still the only one we've had in school history. So it was uh, uncharted territory for Shackamack as far as basketball goes. And um, we weren't probably the best team we ever had at Shackamack, but we were just, you know, the ball bounced our way enough to get there. And um, it was uh, something I'll never forget. Just uh, a, a real, uh, real testament to make, if you make a run in basketball, it gets fun real quick, real quick in a small town, especially. Yeah. I just, I remember some parts of that game and yeah, I mean, I'd have to think Rimmel had 30 or 40 and I just remember Dower will keep asking, what do we have to do to stop that kid? And it was, yeah, yeah it was he a had heck a lot of, of performance. He, he had a lot of fun that year. He was uh he averaged about twenty eight a game and um he uh was unconscious some games where he just would come across half court and pull and um I think he had sixty points that day, uh, between the two regional games. So he was he was a one man show and we just did enough around him to uh find a way to, to win by one point. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, hey, uh, Coach, thanks a lot for joining us. This is uh, obviously going to be our first episode, so you are the first friend of the show, so we appreciate it. And hopefully soon we get back to normal. We'll uh, look forward to both seeing you uh, on the sidelines or in the dugout and uh, and listening to you do some football games on WWBL. Yeah, that'd be great, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and I had a blast. And Anything you ever need, let me know, and I'd be happy to do it again. We'll do it. We'll have you back for sure, Coach. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Blake. Thanks. Well, there we go. Um, we've got uh, – well, hey, thanks to Stephen McNabb for coming on the show and uh, and giving us his insights into what's going on at North Davis, and it was good to hear from him. And and uh, um, I think there's lots of good things going on in that program up there. Yeah. It was just good to hear a coach's side of this whole right. you know, aspect. Yeah. You know, we kind of heard you with the parents' side. And, yeah. And um, maybe one day we can get a – Maybe we, you can get a senior on here and kind of hear yeah. their story. But yeah, I couldn't even imagine having to tell, a, especially a senior, you know, you don't get your senior season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it'll, he, it'll be, it'll be one of the moments that these senior kids are going to be saying, well, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. It's going to be like us when we say, well, we walked to school uphill both ways yeah, in the snow. There you go. So it's going to be, hey, one, it's going to be one of the moments. At least you moments. got a season, kid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you know what we're going to find, and I think we found it with Steven, um, there's a lot of really good people um, coaching our kids. Yes. And, you know, I've, I found that out, you know, talking to the to Coach Thompson at Bar Reeve, to Coach Morris at, with the Hatchet football team, and talking to Gretchen Miles on the Brino show was just 
she's just a, a, a breath of fresh air. And, and uh, there's a lot of those guys out here, and, and hopefully we're going to be able to get them on the air and let them tell their stories. So, a, lot, yeah. a lot of great coaches in our yeah, community. Absolutely. So, all right, boys. Let's wrap this thing up. Anything God say uh, say before we go, Blake? No. I hope uh, league's better next week. I or, hope so too. Yeah. Wow. Well, could it, I mean, could it be worse? It I guess can't, it, could. it can't get worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will uh, we'll talk to you next time on Birdies, Urban, and Basketball.